0: stake stone cold,
1: We all have something that drives us, the lights a fire in our gut, burns deep in our heart and makes all of this worth every single second. Chaos, change, challenge and opportunity, this is the Royal Rumble. So let me ask you, what are you here for? Hear that? Time's up. What you're walking into ain't no walk in the park. This is a royal rumble. Over the top rope, feet hit the floor. You're eliminated. Whether you enter one or thirty. Man, woman, big, small, beast, or queen? There ain't no opportunity bigger than this. What? Oh, so you think you're already on top. What's well, tonight? You better be ready to open up a can of you know what? Are those coming for you? The man has come around to collect on one last debt. The one woman who least cannot be... He can't break me not physically, not mentally. A scrap match for the Universal Championship against The Fiend. Then you are in a whole heap of trouble. You're here to make history and to claim victory. Oscar, Raleigh, Becky, LaVar, Viper is going to Wrestlemania. You're here to show them other bitches what you're made of we're in texas the starting line on the road to wrestlemania where everything is bigger and better brock lesnar actors first So well, let me ask you one last time what in the hell are you here for i'm here
2: yeah from the landing strip it's the 351st edition of houston wrestling radio this is abel this is chris and thank you so much for tuning in you can interact with us on facebook facebook slash houston wrestling radio or just Drop a comment down here below in the YouTube comments. We also have a Twitter at H Wrestling Radio, and we sometimes use Instagram, but I need to get better about that. Now <laughs> you're not watching us live, and there's a reason for that. Do tell. We decided to not go live tonight. Tonight, at least, because the last two episodes we've had uh, lots of buttfuckery with the uh, technical. Not to aspects. his chagrin, of course. Not butt to fuckery, shag- yes. Uh We basically can't figure out what's wrong with the live feed, and we don't know if it's us, us, or YouTube, or or the equipment. Yeah, or what, so we're trying to just do a private video, not live stream it, and then see if we can upload it, and see if this fucking works. If it does, great. So, we apologize for... The Royal Rumble preview episode basically got cut off in the middle of the episode, unbeknownst to, well, at least half of us. Um, Because I didn't say anything because I thought it was okay. Can the we break was the wall for a second? All right, go for when it. When we
3: record on your computer right? and we're doing this new YouTube studio buttfuckery, if the signal's not catching, it'll tell us the signal's not right. catching. Right. And you can tell and I can tell. Yeah. So we know when it's off and when it's not off last. Well, the reason we switched to my computer this time was because we're not just apologizing for last week's episode. We tried doing a decade in review right. with Hector and with a new guy, Jimbo.
2: Yeah.
3: And we couldn't even get that off the fucking ground. Three strikes and we were out. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't so, even
2: record eight minutes. No, <laughs> I, which just, not to work. mention
3: we painfully, painfully to my chagrin, we deleted the first video because it could never stop. And that opening, uh, cold open we did about how good. of how we all got into wrestling and our WrestleMania how story, we knew each
2: other. Yeah,
3: it was solid, It was platinum, yeah. beyond gold, and we couldn't even keep that. So we ha- we're tr- not drastic, but we're taking measures to make, try yeah. to rectify. The past. And this is step one.
2: Yeah, we're trying to fix stuff. Hopefully this will work. We'll see at the end of the episode if this even sticks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if it does, yay! So, um, Which, by the way, that decade in review is still coming. Yeah, it's postponed. Uh, We may be able to do it later this week as long as this works. If that's the as case. long as we get the people yeah.
3: that we were supposed to
2: get the and first time. That's true. That's yeah. true too. That's proven to be an issue as well. Trying to get the personnel back behind the camera. Um, so uh, yeah. we'll see. But um don't worry, folks. We'll try to get that decade in review. After all, if it's a month late, we're talking about an entire fucking decade.
3: Yeah, so we it's need one more time. We
2: got time. Yeah, it's time we got another it's decade. A lot. It's a lot to cover. <laughs> so we like to do preview episodes. But since our preview episode got halfway fucked, we thought, well, let's do a review episode for Worlds Collide and the Royal Rumble. So,
3: yes, normally what we would do or what other shows would do would jump right into the hot stuff, the stuff that's like fresh in people's minds, what everyone's talking about. Okay. However, in typical Houston Wrestling Radio fashion, we, comp- like, a, not even a tenth of an ass reviewed Royal Rumble. But we pretty we gave a pretty good review of World's preview of World's Collide. Right. So how about we start with World's Collide? Let's start with World's Collide. What is your takeaway from the entire event that you saw in fragments? Yeah, I just it in fragments. <laughs> Explain I, I, to I, I the watched people the
2: first half on Sunday before I had to head down mm-hmm. to Minimate Maid Park. Uh, so I watched the first three matches Sunday, and then I watched the last. Well, I attempted to watch the last two matches after Raw, but I only saw the fourth match, not the fifth match, because I was dozing off at the main event. And we watched the main event right now, right before we started recording. So, yes, I saw it in fragments. That being said, my main takeaway was that... Holy fuck, that was a good show. That could be something that I will say at the end of the year. That may be a show of the year. Top to bottom, everything was really good. Top to bottom, it's giving me fits as to what's our match of the uh, match of the week. Top to bottom, it's making me question should any one of these, if not maybe more, be match of the year. This is top to bottom, a fucking solid ass show. Despite uh, the fucking bullshit with the
3: the, the the brand supremacy, we tend to be our own worst enemy sometimes when it comes to pro wrestling, especially when it comes to takeovers. Because You mean me and you or the IWC? In general, general, because we have our our hits and misses on the main roster stuff, but in a consensus, we agree that whenever there's a takeover, we're getting good shit. Right. And it's gotten to the point almost 30 takeovers later or network specials later that we're preconditioned. That even now, if we set our expectations at a 9 or a 10, Mm -hmm. chances are – there's not a lot of things, if any, that will exceed expectations. Mm. And right off the bat, bro, the main event. <laughs> <laughs> so forewarned, I have three match of the week matches that I'm like trying to figure out which one, <clears throat> or in last year's case, which two I put as match of the week. And there the first is, there one, is precedent. And the first one is obviously the main event with Imperium. Uh, not to disregard the other two matches, when I say that this, that there wasn't a lot of stakes involved, because there are no titles on the line. Right. Walters a UK champ, Cole's still the US champ, the uh, Red Dragon are still tag champs. There's belts there, none of them were defended, but there's stakes as a sense in motherfuckers went into went into someone else's home and beat the fuck out of them. So in retaliation, they cost the team, uh, uh, undisputed, they cost them their chance of going into the uh, Dusty Cup, into the finals. So there's a reason for this to happen other than, oh, we need to ejaculate, give me something to stroke to. Oh, by the way, Undisputed versus Imperium. There's stakes there. That's, there's reasons why we're having this match. Man. Everybody played a role. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> well, to an extent, everybody gave their all. You know, when, when McGuinness is like, everybody gave their all. Yeah, even the one that got knocked the fuck out. He left it all on the floor. He there, he needs to visit New Orleans or something before he comes to Houston to get that brujeria work. Because this is two in a row. Mm-hmm. War games and now worlds collide where Alexander Wolf is like. Hmm?
2: Yeah, he, he, he dies in Houston a lot. Of yeah. Them, yeah. Speak on.
3: What's your first impression of the main Um, event?
2: I would say it's definitely a match of the week candidate. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going to wind up being my match of the week pick. But I have arguments against this match being my pick. After second viewing, watching it solid all the way through, not dozing off, there were a lot of hiccups in the match. I mean, we just touched on it. Alexander Wolfgang knocked the fuck out. You know, um, which you want to commend both teams after that happened to say, hey, y'all did great improvising, picking up the script where, where it was Someone, everyone's you lost in a guy. Yeah. yeah, you lost a guy, so I'm sure that's difficult, right, to kind of figure out what you're going to do after you lose a, a competitor in a match, right? So clap, clap, clap. But on the other hand, it's like, that's quite a botch, you know. I mean, is it a botch? I mean, is, does he have a glass jaw? I mean, he got hit. He got kicked pretty damn hard. Uh, Fish really. Fish looked like he was guilty. He had guilty face. <laughs> um, but like, I if, swear it if, wasn't if, if, me. It was my twin brother. If we look past that, mm-hmm. if we look past the okay, well, everybody gets one in one match, and uh, they recovered very well. Okay, I find it hard to look past the other whiffs and botches that more, most notably Fabian Eichner and Mar- Marcel Bartel did whenever they were trying to do tandem offense. And, oh, man, I don't know. It's like it, that pulls a little bit away from me. I know you were just trying to make the argument saying that this is for something. Brand supremacy is bullshit. It's an it's a exhibition match for nothing. Okay, so you, you want to make the argument that there's, you know, the story there. Yeah, the angles leading up to it were, were good. The angles coming out of it were good. But at the end of the day, it's for nothing. Uh, so that 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 already with that backdrop there, that's already making me like, uh, uh, if Alexander Wolf didn't get knocked the fuck out, and if those whiffs didn't happen where, with Which the, of the two whiffs were they? Okay, so there was one where it was like a wheelbarrow DDT where uh, – uh, not Bartell, the other one. Eichner, Eichner jumped off the, the rope to kind of plant him. He kind of missed his head. and uh, No, that was Eichner that did it, and Bartell had Yeah, to- Bartell had to just drop yeah. him. He, was, he kind of missed there was another one where it was like a tandem offensive kick, uh, one on the outside, one on the inside, and a dude to get, in the corner. And it was like one and then the other whiffed, yeah. and it was like, man, that would have been
3: pretty if
2: they had pulled it off.
3: And they and were itching they was, for a third. They were
2: itching for a third. Looks <laughs> <It was laughs> like was. they were going to try to do like some sort of pile driver, assisted pile driver, where somebody was coming off of the rope. And and, and Eichner Sub-Wiggs. almost – yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Eichner almost dropped the dude before he could get him up because he was supposed to catch him, right? He almost dropped him on his head. So I get it. This isn't ballet. I get it that this is very hard. I get it that you got to train for years and years, so you should respect the business. But when we're going to talk about whether or not this should be match of the year, you got to start peeping as much mm. as you can. If this makes it to the list, I'm telling you, come January 2021, I'm going to vote this one no. <laughs> this is not our my our, my match of the year. Can it be a candidate? Maybe. maybe, maybe. But fuck, the match was good. All the other stuff, all the other spots, the chemistry, the uh, the brutality of Walter. Fuck, man, <laughs> that was some good
3: stuff. Uh... But yeah. I want to take a second to thank the crowd, man. Please. Oh. I, uh, oh, no, yeah, okay. No, no, no. Not, you are I, in no. the fucking crowd, you I, fucker. I don't mean me. Uh-huh.
2: Mean
3: me. Yeah, uh-huh. Super kick. I don't mean me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Houston, listen Houston, to this. Whenever they do a super kick, you la- can hear me. The last couple of years, we've been wondering if Houston's becoming a marquee crowd. And then there are times where, say, a Raw or a SmackDown comes to town, and you're like, oh, I remember. We're Houston. That's not us. You yeah, know? we're not a marquee crowd. Yeah. 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 We fucking love Walter to the point (laughs) that we forget the other three exist. He was over as fuck. Okay. And for all the times that I complain about um, how there's a lot of empty spots or in the arenas and the stuff's not full. And I was blessed with seats at an angle where I didn't get all that in my periphery. Mm -hmm. So like war games – quality over quantity yeah the arena was like 40 percent, 30 percent full for war games but it sounded like a fucking madhouse especially the matches we got in that fucking war games okay um uh, and this crowd uh saturday bro they need to come back <laughs> we're, we're we're all right man it was man it was it was a place to be it was okay. a fun show man there, was, there wasn't many dull moments. There was a little bit of idiocy in the opening, you know, cheering Finn Balor because, you know, people just like Finn. Maybe the heel turn wasn't warranted or maybe well, something's, something's missing. Have you seen his trucks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> Hi, Papa. I'm all about burgers. You love the sausage. Mm.
2: Yeah. But back to the main <laughs> oh, event. Lord.
3: The the flaws are notable, you know. Uh there's a couple of spots um where where there's stuff going on outside and they kind of didn't understand who to go to, but some of that I can chalk up to they might have been no they might have known what they were doing if there were eight of them. <laughs> yeah. So for having to improvise and picking up and everybody pitching in to pick up uh, Alexander Wolf's slack um, I'm willing to forgive some of the things that were happening besides the two almost three botches and the, and the freaking stiff kick from Bobby Fish. Oh, by the way, don't fuck with Bobby Fish. Um, that's about the only negative that stands out in that match. Okay, the cohesion, um, Walter just Walter's presence, um, balls.
2: Walter does an awful lot with an awful little. Bit. Yes, like and, and and you you might want to make the argument that oh he's just too green so he doesn't do a whole lot, but the stuff that he does do, fuck man, the chops and the, the like, he could chop forwards, he could chop backwards, he could chop anywhere. Holy shit, that
3: looks brutal. And this was this felt like a tale of this diff definitely felt like a tale of two different brands because you're on the main roster. Brock's announcing that he's number one. Nobody wants that smoke. Fucking out of everyone, fucking Roderick Strong, the little engine that could, is fucking running over Walter Chopfest. True. I haven't seen action like that since, I don't even know if you're going to remember this. Ring of Honor, WrestleMania 25 weekend. Katsuhiko Nakajima and Roderick Strong chopping the fuck out of each other till there were no titties left that's what that felt like okay. roddy was eating fucking walter kylo stepping up to walter with that accent smash and all the stiff shit. they were they were not scared and i can appreciate that when you got all the main eventers don't want none of brock and then you got walter and everybody's like and, and you see what walter can do dude it sounded like a fucking firing range at one point in that goddamn garage yeah. with them chopping everybody to hell yeah and it just it felt real. Like it felt like okay, these guys yeah. wanted the fight. Yeah. It's not like they were afraid of it. They're like, man, come on, I'll get I'll get some. Yeah, we're give gonna
2: me some. manage it and figure out a way to win. Yeah. No, they were trying to yeah. beat the guy. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And I think That's a good point. And I think Walter <clears throat> gave everyone thing. I think Walter give gave his partners enough room to breathe so that we can we can appreciate them too. I haven't seen a lot of Fabian Eichner since the U.S. NXT, Mm -hmm. but some of the spots that they were doing, for example, when when, uh, O'Reilly had the leg lock on uh, on Bartel. Yes. And Bartel, not only – he's not trying to reach the rope. He's trying to pull himself close enough to the edge of the apron so that Eichner can do the double hop into the moonsault. Yeah. Um, And not to mention, you pointed the flaws out earlier – I'm sure those in in the in other matches in NXT UK, if we were to look back at them, not only do they connect, they look fucking brutal. Mm. So it felt like, you know, again having there's a lot. You already have a lot on your plate, and then right. you are trying to fill in for someone else that's supposed to help. You know, I think you're going to get a misfire here and there. Right. Um, and everybody in undisputed era, everybody in that match looked good. All of them. I I really can't. That fucking Olympic slamming through the table. Dude. That was pretty cool. and smash cool. again. O- O'Reilly not afraid. and smash to Walter, mm-hmm. and then Olympic slammed through the table. And then ten minutes later, the crowd, their their un- uh, undisputed era is jumping. One of the Imperium guys outside, and the crowd's going ape shit. And like, what the on-, on television? What the fuck's going on? Oh shit! Walter came back from the dead. Somebody gonna <laughs> die. So he got tagged in. Everybody got it. Yeah. Um, did the right team win? I think so. Yeah. I think the right team won. Um
2: cuz I think you want to get especially with an event like this, um you want to get a little bit of shine on the lesser known, quote unquote brand. Um so, yeah. I mean, is this problematic for undisputed era? Maybe it's a little problematic for their story because, oh, they just lost this high-profile match. But, again, remember, they're the heels. You want to see them lose. And they got takeover and, in two weeks to focus yeah. on. So that'll, this so, will be in
3: their rear view pretty so, quick.
2: So this could be a good, you know, maybe not even a rear view, but part of the story of the decline or the unraveling of the prophecy. I mean, you already had Roddy lose the North American title. Then you had him as a group lose to Imperium. Now the 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 NXT titles on the line at the next show. But what about the tag titles? They're going to be on like oh shit, you know, like they could just fucking lose everything.
3: Well, the winner of the Dusty Cup's going to yeah. get a title shot, so it could be the Bros or uh, <laughs> joint manipulation yeah. against Fish and Kylo. Yeah, yeah, for the Grizzled young or in the Grizzled,
2: yeah. So yep. it could be uh it, it could be interesting. It could get hairy, yeah, yeah it, could get, it
3: could get real hairy. <laughs> yeah. My other contender for match of the week that's on this show. <sighs> Mustache Mountain against DIY. Everyone in that arena ate it the fuck up. I don't mm-hmm. think even the agents or anyone backstage knew how over this was gonna be. Yeah. I feel like they might have cut the women's match a couple of minutes short because. It turned out that that match became the buffer, because everyone fucking was gassed almost after the end of that match. Mm. That match, for contrast, Undisputed air and Imperium felt like a fucking war. DIY versus Mustache Mountain had everything. It had humor. Okay. It had yeah. respect. It had disrespect. It had shit going outside. It had counters. It had great wrestling. It had great charisma from everyone. It had callbacks. Um, I, I, for like the times that we were nitpicking the stuff in, in the main event. Yep. You're gonna have to help me or somebody eventually later on have to help me. Cause I can't find a flaw in that tag match. Yeah. Unless you're about to prove me wrong. Well, I don't know
2: if I could say that there's a glaring flaw, like something that happened in the match that was fucked up. Like, like, like the botches in the main event. Right. Yeah. I don't think that I saw those, those botches there. Um, was the match good? Yes, it was good. Again, top to bottom, this entire card was fucking yeah. great. Like, I don't think I would rate it, Like, the lowest match I'd probably rate would be, like, a nine and a half. Like, everything was at a ten or damn near eleven, right? Wow. So, this this match was, a, I would say, it a fucking ten. This match was a ten, right? Um, I would say the girls match nine and a half, the main event nine and a half. This match was a ten. Um... The only reason why the girls match 9.5, it felt like uneventful, it felt short. The main event, well, we already talked about it, why I think it's 9.5. This match was a 10. It had everything, all the stuff that you just listed. And I'm willing to call it a candidate. Before co- walking in your door in here, in my mind, I have two candidates that I know for sure I, I want to say are candidates. And one that might be because I fell asleep and I need to rewatch. And it, that, that being was the main event. event okay. Yeah. So now that I'm eliminating the main event, now it's just down to two matches for me for my entire week. And they're both on this show. Um, I-, I have one that I want to lean towards, but I could be persuaded out of it. And I think it's a classic... HWR conundrum of angles storyline and storytelling versus the shit that happens between the bells. So my other match that you asked me, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago before we started rest, or, uh, uh, recording, what's your match of the week pick? And I said the four-way for the 205 live championship <laughs> on uh on Worlds Collide. And I think again. You look at these two matches, and they're on here, or, 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 or in my mind, for different reasons. That's what happened on our match of the year list last year, right? We had two different matches from uh, Wrestle show. Kingdom, same show, for two different reasons. Uh, double or nothing. It was uh, double or nothing. nothing. Sorry, double or nothing. Yeah. Uh, one the, was story. One straight. Yeah. So what I was going with was the one that was the straight. Uh, the shit I haven't seen before, the type of stuff in the matches that, like, ca- catches my attention, like, that's a two-spot. I've never seen that. That's cool. Uh, That's that four-way match, man. That four-way match really got my attention. It really got my juices going. Was I looking forward to uh, DIY more, storyline-wise? Fuck yes, I was. and I like yeah, the story there more. You gave
3: it a 10. Yeah. And you previewed it as a 10. That Cruiserweight match, I think it exceeded your expectations. It
2: exceeded my expectations. I'm also giving it a 10, too. I just don't know which one I want to pick as my match of the week. But it's, for again, for different reasons. I think, but now see, okay, the compare and contrast from those all in or double or nothing matches, Mm -hmm. they were like, woof, totally different night and day for like what happened between the bells story, you know? This, these two matches are a little bit closer together, you know, a little bit, but still, it's a you know different reasons, right? Yeah. Different reasons. Um, you know, seeing DIY again,
3: seeing Ciampa and Gargano, seeing them that, together. That moment is great. That moment, that great. I've been begging on 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 Facebook for a uh, Somebody make a gift of that. That, that's me and Scott whenever we're across the country getting into hijinks just yeah
2: <laughs> fucking uh, mustache mountain too you know that they really getting into it at the very beginning of the match showing respect it's like, okay cool now again this brings me to the other point which I'm going to harp on a lot because I did it for Survivor Series brand supremacy who gives a fuck yeah.
3: with this match why were they wrestling
2: uh, brand supremacy
3: Okay. One one called out the other on Twitter. Okay. And then a backstage segment in, away from the audience. Okay. One more time for so all times.
2: Yeah. It's an exhibition match. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. This is just an exhibition. It was a fun exhibition. It was a good exhibition. There was intricate storylines between the dynamics of not necessarily the competitors, but of the teams themselves. That was good. You know, uh, and, and getting more of Tyler Bate and um Trent Seven Trent Seven together and their dynamic, you can see. Tyler Bates maturing a little bit, you know. Uh, so th- there's more stuff to bite into when it comes to the story on that. Now, does that mean that what happened between the bells was terrible? No. What happened between the bells is exactly what
3: I would expect out of these four guys. And know? on paper, you can't find a flaw in it. Right. <laughs> right. So it's it's it comes down to you want a big diamond with a couple of flaws or you want a small perfect, perfect diamond. diamond. Yeah now yeah i don't know because goddamn swerve
2: (laughs) swerve house swerve's house
3: (laughs) fuck man i love
2: swerve man i I love all the shit that he does it seems like every time i watch him it's giving me those same feelings that i had about him and ricochet and all the other lucha underground staff when i would watch lucha underground stands the crazy characters just the shit that they would do in the ring that you don't see anybody else do. I saw shit in that match that I don't that I don't remember seeing. That Rubik's Cube move? What the <laughs> fuck was that? Is <laughs> on the turnbuckle, boom into like a reverse power bomb into a, po- a small package, but not a small package, it's just a pin?
3: What the Nothing hell? Nothing about Swerve is a, a small package. package.
2: Like that was so cool. That was such a cool move. You know, like there was innovative shit in there as far as like moves going, flashiness.
3: So I don't know. I said in front of Houston, it was a great Monterey ish homecoming for Angel Garza. We were eating all yes. that up, man. Yes. Uh, to the point where, not to not to look too far into the future, but man, I think he can be the star. That people in the company are expecting Andrade to be. Oh, I'm glad you went there,
2: because and I'm not
3: talking about backstage stuff. I'm I'm not not talking talking about about what Andrade does off the clock. We'll get there, right? We'll get there. But but, Angel's got he has a legit uh, uh, charisma that breaks that breaks languages. Andrade's over here uh, and for and good to him, especially because he's dating with dating Charlotte. He's learning English, right? But. He feel I feel like he has to pick up the language because whatever charisma, whatever character he saddled with, isn't enough. Angel Garza is enough. I think he's fucking good. I I don't get me Second wrong. Second generation. I
2: love. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love Andrade. Cien Almas. Cien Almas. I love him. I I I I was turned around on him. I thought he was boring. I was turned around on at him. War games at War games with him versus uh, McIntyre. Uh, yeah. I, I like the guy, you know, but there is a lack of charisma. Now, is it because of the language barrier? Para yo? Para mi? No. Para yo. <laughs> Para, yo. Para mi? No. I understand when he says shit. You know, yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. I, I still think that even if you take away the language barrier, there's a certain lack of charisma there at least like cutting promos and stuff. You know, when the Rock cuts promos, if you speak Spanish and you don't know what the fuck the Rock is saying, you can still tell whatever he said was good. So, you know, same way with him. You know, you may not understand what he's saying in Spanish when they let him speak Spanish, but it's
3: like, okay, it's a little flat. And now, and and not to mention for as broken as it as it could be at times. Hearing him on commentary, the NXT episode before, I think his English right now is still better than Andrade's. You know who is definitely better than? Humberto Carrillo. Mm -hmm. But Humberto's got a different little aura around him.
2: And here's where I want to go. You brought this up, and I was holding on to this until we got there, which is if you take Humberto Carrillo's, his in-ring ability, turn it down just a little bit, right? Mm. And you take... All the stuff that you do like from from Sien, and you put it together, and you give it more charisma. You got Angel Garza. Oh wow, Angel okay. Garza outranks both of these guys, like on the fucking WWE and L- without help. And Raw versus SmackDown stat sheet, right? Yeah. Your creator wrestler stat sheet, <laughs> super card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His stat sheet on charisma is better. His yeah. stat sheet is. For in ring is better than Andrade, maybe not better than Humberto,
3: mm-hmm. but yeah, he's got charisma. For example, Devlin, to his credit, knew who he was in the ring with. I think it was Devlin. He got more heat on him because he stopped Angel from doing his pant gimmick. Yeah, you know, and it's and he's got enough stuff for two or four or five years later. That's going to be the baby face that a lot of the Mexicans are going to be like, es es, "Es es mio," that's my mm-hmm. guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Which? Worked. How long have they been searching for that man? They
3: tried with Del Rio, and it didn't they worked. I mean, for a, a a cup of coffee, it worked. It worked in the in the in the WWE universe in America, but that didn't fly in Mexico. No, like yeah,
2: like and Ray isn't who he used to be, right? And they really haven't done much to change Ray, right? You know? And like, it, it, I'm gonna say it: since Eddie died, you haven't had that. One Mexican superstar that even the United States and
3: Mexico can get, get behind and be like, "Is that way pure?" Yeah, Ray Ray's push was because of Eddie. It wasn't anything that Ray right. did. I mean, don't, don't
2: take away a lot from from Ray. It's just that Ray isn't at that fever pitch that he was. Well, but we're
3: not talking Ray from WCW now. Like if you're telling me, Ray from WCW, fuck Eddie Guerrero. But yeah. if you're talking Ray WWE, since Eddie, that that's not. I don't think of anything Ray has done right now. Since, post since, post Eddie since Eddie and oh well, okay maybe sidebar, but this is just this, I this know part right. Of fun.
2: Since Eddie, you haven't had that Mexican superstar that the Americans and the Mexicans all are enamored with that fucking love. Quick, uh, you tried it with several different ones. Quick, See, Cara,
3: hell no, that
2: was a flop.
3: But they were kind of hoping. Ranking them right now, if I'm talking Andrade in main roster, I'm ranking uh I'm ranking Garza, Carrillo, Andrade. Okay. Now if we're talking Andrade NXT, uh, you're I'm there it's one A and one B with Garza and, and Andrade. But I think now in that atmosphere, I think that they're not letting him go all the way. I think something's keeping him back that's there's not letting him do his full potential in the in the main roster. You mean Uh yeah. Which right now in NXT, in that sandbox, you can do it. Everyone in that sandbox. And everybody's just yeah. everybody's just living it up in there. And Exhibit A is Angel. And um, everyone played well off of him. I already knew how good Jordan Devlin was. Uh, we know, you know, we've got equity in, in Swerve. Um, for anybody that doesn't know or has been a little rusty, Kiwi Buzzsaw, He's legit too. Yeah, and all of them. Play now well. my first time seeing that dude. I love
2: them in that match. Yeah. So yeah. you
3: didn't even see him in this. His he had a couple of matches the last couple of weeks in NXT against Pete Dunne and against somebody else. Travis Banks has been kicking some ass
2: in NXT or NXT UK. NXT on USA. Really? He's been
3: on USA this okay. last couple of months. Right. I don't.
2: Push. I don't remember. But all right, fine, yeah. whatever. But it's, like, he's I, the shit. Well, I noticed him now. Now, now. <laughs> now I fucking noticed him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that that match not only did it like solidify for me angel garza it also introduced me to a new superstar that i'm like oh that guy we had swerve that i'm like okay he, they're gonna treat him right and baby and, finn and, and then baby finn and then you had a title you know the title, and the title change. yeah and the title change a new title yeah got rid of that but blue. then you will so you it's rid like of that blue fuck man what like I kind of want to say that's my pick. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I hesitate because I love Ciampa and Gargano. And I love Tyler Bain and Trent, Trent Seven. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's good. I don't love him, but I'm a, he's good. You know, he's Mario Eli. He's not Clyde or Hakeem. He's Mario Eli, you know? But he still got a ring. We'll wait until <laughs> we'll the end.
3: Okay. We'll, we'll, to okay, to, okay, to okay. talk okay. brass tacks. Right, all right, all right. To break out the W2s. But for now. There's a third match I want to talk about. That's my match of the week pick, but I want to finish Worlds collide because you got me thinking about something. Okay, you said everything on this card was either a nine and a half or higher. You're giving Finn versus Dragonoff a nine and a half. Yeah, or is it higher? Nine and, You're nine and a half. Nine and a half. What's keeping you from the from the ten? Uh, importance. That's going to be a lot of this for you. Other than the cruiserweight, that's the only thing that had yeah. a, a legit yeah. marble on the stake. Yeah. Yeah, importance.
2: Uh, it it was fun. I don't think it was as car crashy as the four way,
3: or hell, even the tag. I don't think it, it had to be because Dragonov's not a flyer. True. He's more of a pound you. True, and he and he came. Across, he, See my style. My, I thought the styles would clash between him and Finn, but they both they meshed well together. This, and most of that, I, I'm I'm giving most of that credit to Finn. I'm not somebody who watches NXT UK,
2: right? Mm-hmm. My erection for was Travis Scott. What's his name? Travis Baker. Yeah, that guy. My <laughs> erection for Charles him, Charles Banks. Charles Banks. Yeah, that guy. My erection for him is out. You went you from know? six
3: to midnight yeah. on Saturday. Yeah.
2: On yeah. Dragon off, I was like, okay, well, that's a nice little fluffer. You know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of six to about nine. He's just, he's you just know.
3: playing with the good.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, <laughs> cool. I, I see what you got. You know, um, and I'm still kind of afraid with what they're doing with Finn, or the lack of what they're going to do with Finn. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not. Sold yet on this this take him back now to NXT experiment with Finn yet mm-hmm. so th- there's some hesitation there so because in my mind this match isn't important and you put Finn at the beginning of a show for a non important match uh, okay that makes me apprehensive was the match good fuck yes <laughs> it will but proud of. but <laughs> I think baby Finn be- did a better job than Finn, Finn. senior on that particular <laughs> Finn, night Finn. yeah Finn. Scooty Puff Junior was better <laughs> than Scooty Puff Senior that night.
3: Okay, yeah. Um, I my my comments pretty short on far as the women. It was a good match. It was good. It wasn't their best out of the three. Right. Obviously, in that card, it it became what it had to be, which was a buffer because of the because of the what they were sandwiched in between. Uh, but it was still a great showing for both the girls. Um, overall, worlds collide was a. De- I'll say it. Worlds Collider was a fucking ten. Okay, that's fine. Boom. Even Mia Yim and Kaylee was actually good, and that was pre-show, and that was still a that oh, was that was a, was a nice appetizer I didn't too. See that. that was a nice appetizer. Kaylee came out with it cheating, but she's a heel and she's from UK, so that's what you are supposed to do. Oh. You know? Um, I need. Do I need to go back and watch that? It, if you want. I'm not. I'm not ranking it as okay. fucking like to the moon, but okay. it's it, it was a good match at the, okay. in the moment. Obviously, because okay. I was there, I had to see it,
0: you know. <laughs> uh,
3: but I was look, but I was looking forward to it when we did the preview. You know, give me, yeah. me a yim anytime. Yeah. Give me an opportunity to like Kaylee Ray. So I, I was all I was in all about it. So, um, but you obviously yeah. were there for the Rumble. Was that number two? Is that your second Rumble? That's my second Rumble. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah. That's the Rumble of San Antonio a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Four four Rumbles ago, correct? Three.
3: Three? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, four. 17 and then 18, 19, 20. So it's three Rumbles ago. No, because this Rumble that just happened <laughs> is a go That's as of fresh. a day or two ago. It's still fresh. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> First impression of the whole show. It's over. Drew's the winner. You're getting out of the stadium, hopefully not getting into too much traffic. What's the lingering thought that pops into your mind? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you angry? Are you mad? Because that was some I, of that that I'm still trying to decipher. But uh,
2: I came out of me. it satisfied and happy. Yes. I'm happy. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, yeah. <laughs> this was a really good weekend for wrestling. Uh, you know for WWE right like this is really good I I had my jaded marquee lowered expectations for a lot of shit and those expectations were exceeded now was this fucking Wrestle Kingdom no you know were there things that are still left to be desired yeah a little bit but the shit that exceeded my expectations far outweighed the stuff that Fell below my expectations. In fact, I don't think anything fell below my expectations. I think everything exceeded it. Um, maybe that's because I was there, but I, I don't know. I think I, I was know still, how it feels. I think, ah! I think I was still trying to be objective enough. You know. Let's start with the men.
3: Yes, Brock Lesnar's greatest hits. First, we're, we've got the first ten out of the way. What are you thinking? Are you a, are you a fan? Are you not a fan of Lesnar plowing through some of these guys? I hated it in the moment when we were at like five,
2: and then when we were at like nine, I'm like, these motherfuckers are gonna do it. But <laughs> but I think I think part of part of my psychology, jumping ahead to this to the Rumble match, it's kind of hard for me to explain my headspace because what I was thinking, of course, you know, my prediction last you know, week or whenever we did the show that didn't make it to air, was that whoever eliminated Brock is going to challenge Brock. Yeah. Not and that not person, necessarily need and, the win. And but, that person's not going to need the win, But yeah. right? right And whoever does win will uh, fight Bray, right? Uh, now, I came out of Bray's match at the night. And this is what I'm saying. I don't want to jump too far ahead into the men's match because this is, this is my mindset. When Bray's match happened and it looked like that there was some legitimate ways that Daniel Bryan should have fucking won that match and then he didn't. And then I just get replays in my head of what he did to Seth and everybody else and how, how Bray's just been so fucking unstoppable. The same way how this time last year, Brock Lesnar was so fucking unstoppable. And me thinking, how the hell are you ever going to build anybody to be halfway to the point where I could believe that you could touch Brock and you could actually beat him? How, How am I to believe that? How can you ever build somebody? And then I'm sitting there watching Bray thinking that this is the guy. This is the guy that they're building to take the fucking belt off of Brock so Brock could go away for a little while. And you have the title on somebody that's a fucking monster who can just as easily not be a fucking monster because it's all in his head. His super strength and superpowers come from his psychosis. So if he gets healed from his psychosis or if he's just Bray and not the fiend, well, then it's back on a level playing field now. You got Debra, you got Seth, you got Roman, everybody, anybody could be bray wyatt on a good day but we are fighting the fiend the fiend could fucking demolish brock so in my mind i'm thinking my prediction was wrong when i'm watching brock eliminate everybody holy fuck they're gonna give it to brock brock is gonna say i won the rumble i have this title i want that title because he had the balls to say i'm gonna walk in number one at 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 rumble and he had the balls to win it so why not have the balls to challenge for the the universal title while you're the wwe champion at challenging in the monster challenging a monster and then lose and then that was the whole point of the fiend so in the arena once we got the 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 match being over ka-chum, lights went out ka-chum, lights came back up i stood up in my row told the rest of the folks that were with my crew, then yelled it all the way to the very end because there was 11 of us in the crew. And the people in front of me heard it too. I say, Brock's fucking winning because he's going to challenge Bray and Bray's the only person that can beat Brock. That was my prediction. So when I was at number five, I was like, fucking fuck. When I was at number number nine, (laughs) I was like, Holy shit, they're gonna do it. But they were at 15, I was like, I can't believe Don't what I'm watching.
3: Far. Don't go that far. Okay. We're still at 10. We're still at okay. 10 or 11, okay. or whatever. We're still at 10. Yeah. We know people. Okay. Some people that weren't a fan of the Rumble, at least not the beginning part of it. Are you talking about Travis? No. Okay. No. No. Not gonna name names, but we'll just, we'll see if you can figure it out. He's talking about Travis. No, no, I'm not. Actually, oh, I'm, okay. Not. I'm okay. not. Okay. Um, but we both we both know who he and she are. Um, At this point, I don't know. <laughs> Go. Oh, I, I know I, who I'm talking not about. I'm, I'm I'm I walked into the Royal Rumble thinking, remember I've said this on the show more than once. The WWE is not directed towards me. The WWE is not for the fans. The WWE is for one singular person. Vince McMahon, we're all in his world. We're just living it. Mm -hmm. So that already tempered my expectations, number one. Sidebar. I hope fans finally understand the severity of the situation when it comes to Philip Brooks. Unless you've never been married or unless you've never been wrong to the point that you are seething. For a long time It would be in your best interest To just put him behind you Just assume from here on out Like I accepted years ago CM Punk will never Ever Step inside a WWE ring again So that if for whatever reason Hell freezes over And we're ice skating on it And number 22 pops up One rumble And it's and we all react to Punk the way we reacted to Edge that's for your best benefit I don't want to hear anyone complaining that the Rumble sucked because Punk wasn't there I'm done with CM Punk in the WWE I've put it behind me it's best for everyone else to do that also (laughs) back to the situation at hand I already have my expectations tempered for those two reasons so I wasn't expecting either of those things So I was extremely pleasantly surprised at what we ended up getting. Mm. I, for once, never thought that Shinsuke Nakamura was winning the Rumble. Right. But I did want, just once, to see two former New Japan IWGP heavyweight champions Uh, face-to-face against each other. Okay. We got that.
2: I, for a cup of coffee, less than a cup of coffee. People,
3: Hey, people but it happened. People stand in line for hours at Starbucks, bruh. I, so happened. coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen what would have happened if, for whatever reason, another Paul Heyman guy stepped up to Brock. And, man, did I mark the fuck out when Cesaro's Cesaro. name came out on the screen. And he was machine gunning uppercuts. And Lesnar fiended up and ate them all. <laughs> and threw him out. New Day and Ray. Oh, that was a good spot. The story with Kofi. Yes. Hey, can Kofi last longer than six seconds? He did. Lesnar sold for him, just like he did sell for Cesaro, just like he did sell for fucking uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He sold for Big E. Big ending. Oh. I can't believe Big, big E pulled e. off a big ending. Yes, on Brock. That was so cool former impact chant bobby rude got some licks in i would have never expected bobby rude to have gotten any time with brock yeah um who else morrison was morrison was like holy fuck morrison's like okay i guess i gotta do this <laughs> Yeah, yeah
2: um but i could also see both in their minds like i remember you
3: i remember you because a- they're from the same yeah. era and they're like you know what we're gonna do this spot. You're gonna look awesome the way you take it, and you're just gonna make me look even better. In this win-win, yeah, dude. I, I, Bowen? I, I re saw with a casual viewer that r- Rumble match, and mind was blown with that whole sequence of Morrison suplex without grabbing the rope, without any protection, yeah. and just falling over, but both feet touching the floor. That there were a lot of moments that Lesnar gave us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Leading up to Keith motherfucking Lee. Preach. Go. <laughs> now, see, I'll tell you about
2: the way that I was feeling, right? <laughs> And I was like, they're actually going to give it to Brock. They're actually going to do it. They're, oh, my God. I can't believe it. Wow. This whole – full of all kinds of conflicting emotions because I want to be pissed but I want to be excited. And I, I'm mad that this is happening, but it also is pretty remarkable. You know, kind of like how I felt after the 2019 World Series. I was like, this is fucking bullshit the Astros didn't win. This is fucking bullshit that the road team won every single match. But you know what? You did good, DC. You know? So that's kind of how I was feeling about this. And Keith – Fucking Lee came out. Now, you know what I was even happier about other than the fact that he came out? I was happier that that motherfucker got the second biggest pop of the Rumble. His pop was amazing. Now, when I went back and rewatched it on the network, you didn't hear it. But I also... The acoustics or something in there weren't wasn't good at all because for the entire night, it was not nearly as loud as it actually was sitting up there in, yeah. the, in the crowd, in the stands. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but at the very end of the Rumble, Corey starts tell, is, is talking about, oh, standing ovation. Motherfucker. All 40,000 of us were standing from number one all the way to the very end of that Rumble
3: match. Yeah.
2: Nobody sat down for that fucking match. We were all on our feet however long the match Take lasted. Take that back.
3: I did, but I'm six feet, and I didn't want to block the the, the eight-year-old that was sitting But behind. I bet you you were up and down. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the most part, it was yeah. a standing ovation. Not, not an ovation, but a standing like... It's happening the entire time, right? And, and so, yeah. but let, let me circle back Bro. around to Keith Lee. Keith Lee's pop was amazing. Oh, Baskin is 40,000 people, main roster at a big Off four. Key. Key. Yes, and, it's <laughs> hard to get us all in one group, but at a mi- big four pay per view, motherfucker is over, and my heart grew three sizes that day, yes, but then. But then I was like, Keith Lee, you big dummy. What the fuck are you doing? You're going to die. He had a chance. He had a shot. He was holding his own. Then Braun came in. It's like, okay, great. Brock's going to be eliminated between Braun and Keith Lee. All they have to do is temporary alliance and get rid of the beast. But you big dummies.
3: (laughs) What the fuck? Why were you fighting each other? You big dummies. Like, oh, quick little rewind. For everybody that hated that, for whatever reason, hated that Rumble, go back and watch Brock selling the stuff that he was selling, selling True. the big ending. Motherfucker pulling out his inner Alex Wright dancing the MVP. Yes, that was funny. The look on his face when Keith Lee walked in the ring and he goes to Paul Heyman. Who's this motherfucker? <laughs> but watch, but watch when because remember, again, think about this. Who was the first person to knock off, knock Brock off of his feet? I don't know who. Motherfucking Keith Lee. Oh, look at okay. Brock's okay. face after Keith Lee knocks him off his feet. That look of fear, Keith's a made man. Between that look and the fist bump from Roman at Survivor Series, two, within the next three years, he's heavyweight champion. Okay. On the main roster, within three years, he's, okay. in the, he's a heavyweight champion. He's, you he's made. Be. He's made. He better be. He stepped. He he took it to Roman and he stepped up to Brock and he knocked him off his feet. The only other person was Braun, but that's because it's fucking Braun. He's done it more than once. We expect that from him. But no, the that rif- that pop when Keith Lee came out, the well the, that's two a two b was him knocking Brock off his feet because that crowd when he did that. People realize, oh, that's a big motherfucker, and oh, they could actually eliminate Brock. Yeah,
2: because other people not thinking yeah. like me are still pissed off that Brock is in yeah. there and they don't want to see in, Brock. Wayne in that, that,
3: in that moment, there was one nit I had to pick, but that's just me being a bit selfish. Out with it, Walter. And I don't mean Walter throwing out Lesnar for the things that Lesnar did to his opponents. And we'll get to to the main to the money shot in a minute. Imagine the story you could tell. Sure, Walter like Nakamura, like 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 fucking Cesaro, like MVP. They, he gets eliminated in like 45 seconds. Right. But what if he got one shot in? And by one shot, I mean, <laughs> and for the next 15 minutes, all you see is a purple-faced Brock Lesnar. Oh. And a fucking handprint the size of New York City. (laughs) Okay. And maybe three or four months down the road, WWE's like, hey, Brock, how about a two-week paid vacation to London? Just one favor. Show up up to that TakeOver UK and get you some of Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, And remind him you don't fuck with the Beast. And see if we don't do something next year with this. Just let it simmer on the yeah. side. Yeah, because he was doing so. Because it's easy for people to see the glass half empty. Oh, Nakamura's on in forty-five seconds. He's former. He's former number winner. Oh, MVP. You know, white white man rage because he's out or whatever. Oh, Cesaro. Oh, Shelton Benjamin. That was a fucking that laugh. Was, that was
2: funny. That was a fucking was laugh. Um,
3: but you're no, you're you're not looking at what you should be seeing. You're just complaining of what what you don't see. You okay. know. And the way Lesnar was selling all the, the, the little things to make people understand why they belong in the same ring with Brock. This ain't your run-of-the-mill guy that you see every week. This is fucking Brock Lesnar. He's only here five pay-per-views a year if you're lucky. So who did he work with in this one pay-per-view? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Shut the fuck up. Really? Now he did. He did. Uh, it wasn't twelve. It was thirteen. It was right? more than. I think it's more than. He eliminated thirteen, but then he still had Drew and Rico in, Rico in the. Room. Okay, but but my point there is that he tied the record. So technically, he tied the record that Braun set, but Braun did that in a fifty man. Lesnar did it in a yeah, thirty, 30 man.
2: man. Yeah, and he and did it consecutively. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Yeah,
2: consecutively. Yeah. All right. So then, then. McIntyre, then McIntyre. So, he- there. Okay, in the moment, in the moment, that was probably the third biggest pop of the Rumble mm-hmm. when Brock actually got eliminated. Now, here's where Abel's situation. You know, we're not talking about in general but Abel's situation. Uh, oh. There was a little bit of assholery involved. Course, um, because I saw who we were sitting. We had a um, a, a rumble uh, 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 competition. What do you call pool. it? a like, oh, pool. Thank you. We had a rumble pool going. All 11 of our crew, right? Including the children's. And guess who happened by luck of the draw to get number one? You, Gwen, oh, no. 10 year old Gwen. <laughs> so she. She was taunting her dad. Well, this is too easy. guys, Brock is throwing people out left and right. She's thinking she's going to win the Rumble pool. And she's all excited. And then Brock gets thrown over, or well, Claymore over. The arena erupts everywhere. And I'm like, and I'm sitting next to Gwen. And I'm like, ah! And I'm like going crazy. She's like, no, did no, no. I lose? Like, I oh, yes, he's eliminated.
3: <laughs>
2: and then she's like, and then she's like, goes to her daddy, or to Aaron. And Aaron just starts fucking taunting her. Ha, ha, because she was taunting him because yeah. he had a few push. Well, she started crying. That got yet? thrown out. She started bawling her eyes out. <laughs> she started bawling her eyes out. I this had so I I, I I had to I, I would have kept going I, I had to let her get some of the boo-hoos <laughs> out. I'm like, it's okay. I know you didn't win the pool. But it's better that Brock doesn't win. Like I was trying to level with the ten-year-old <laughs> to tell her why Brock shouldn't win the run, <laughs> and why this is a good thing. Uh, but it was oh my god. But that is my personal, you know, like weird story about it. But in the arena, there was like this cathartic, like uh, energy just just went out over everybody. Where all of a sudden, if everybody was like. Oh, we're going to be pissed. All oh, this is bullshit. Piss, piss, piss. <laughs> How, like, lately the Rumbles have been, you know, when you weren't D Bry, yeah. when Punk wasn't in there, when this and that, when so and so won. When it, you know, Rumbles, notoriously in the last decade, this could be a good thing about the, the decade episode. Last decade, the Rumbles have been something to be pissed off about. <laughs> and we were starting to go that way. That's so, why. We so were funny. starting to go that way. Oops. And then, oh. holy shit! And then, and then it started, started to temper a bit because of Roman, but we'll get there. But when, I, when Drew eliminated him, fuck, that was, like, if it, I, I posed the question on Facebook. Fuck, is Drew McIntyre a face? And people are like, oh, uh, yeah, he's been a face for a couple of weeks. Nah, he's,
0: he's been, been a test- face for
2: two been, days. He's been flirting. He's been flirting he's with been being flirting a face. When a he knocked out Brock, Insta baby face. Everybody all of a no. sudden
3: knew who the fuck Drew McIntyre was. No, yes. The face turn didn't happen until last night when he cut the promo. No,
2: the face turn no. happened I'm t- I was there, bro. Uh, so was I. <laughs> I was
3: looking. I, but you I, were I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Again, the people that are complaining about the rumble. You can't have one without the other. If it was anyone else, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have had the same meaning. You had I've <sighs> Like a record, I've been around. I've never gone from sexual tension, sexual tension to nut bust in that moment. The way we built up from Brock killing even some people that I cherish, yeah, you know, to suddenly boom, Claymore Country out. Holy shit! That if you if you go in WrestleMania wondering why do people care so much, it isn't because Drew eliminated Brock. It's because Drew eliminated a guy that killed almost half of the Royal Rumble by himself. Yeah, it could have been Roman Reigns, but it had to. If somebody, if Roman eliminated fifteen people and then he got eliminated, you would have got that same reaction. If it was Drew just eliminating MVP number nine out of nowhere, that's nothing. That shit happens every Royal Rumble. We've never had a stake like this before. A guy willingly wanting to go at number one. Oh, he has the hardware to back it up. He has the resume to back it up. Yeah. He's won a fucking Royal Rumble already, which people forgot about. You know?
2: Which is part of the, you know, people getting pissed off at yeah. Rumble stuff.
3: Yeah. He's a little bit further ago, but yeah. And you know who else he put over? Who? That people are forgetting? Ricochet. Yes. We had the callback. Ricochet was not afraid of Brock. Brock kicked him in the nuts. Who knew that out of all the training, all the drug tests, the failed drug test, the one supplement he should have been taking was Blue Chew? Because every (laughs) time he gets hit in the nuts, he loses. Every time. Fuck Chicken Legs. He needs Blue Chew.
2: And that kind of, you know, if you look at it, that was a heel elimination, mm-hmm. right? Low blow, and yeah. then then the the sideswipe. You know, yeah. the, the, the you weren't expecting the and claymore. He ate that claymore like he a did, million. He did, but by all rights and purposes, that type of elimination should have been considered a heel elimination. That's but why- just because it was rock, it's not. Yeah. So I I wouldn't be surprised if if. Heyman brought it up at some point between now and Mania. We have another Ricochet versus Brock match on a random Raw or something like that. But uh, at some point, it might get addressed. That The only reason why Drew got uh, eliminated Brock is because of the
3: low blow, which is a heel thing. But okay, fine, whatever. But if we're keeping in track, if we're in lockstep with the story, people that Brock Mm -hmm. eliminated, Mm -hmm. either he had past history with or were what ifs. Yeah. Brock is gone and you think the story's over. No, it's not over. That was beautiful. Every elimination Drew did after he went right back to Brock and looked at him or looked at Heyman to remember you were the next big thing. Now I'm the next big thing. And he took looked at Raymond and maybe Brock, depending on what what where he was at, at space, and looked at him. And had the crowd in the palm of his hand claim more country out the fucking wall. You know, and he and they put over the fact that like sixteen people were eliminated by two dudes. Yeah. Lesnar got out the first fourteen, and then Ricochet got out. I mean, McIntyre, McIntyre got out the out next, next three or something. Yeah. And 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 he kept throwing some people out. And then I yet, eyeballing and Every moment he went back to Ledger's like I want you to see this in your dreams. You are not going to escape me. And then that's when I reverted back
2: to my original thesis from last week, whereas the person that eliminates Brock is going to get yeah. Brock, and that person is going to get eliminated, and then whoever wins the Rumble is going after Bray.
3: Yeah. God, but that, then, and then even when Brock was leaving, Drew was still eyeing this fool. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I forgave the booking for nobody wanting to step up because at the end, Drew did what had to be done and he reminded everyone that he did what had to be done. Now, this is kind of the the
2: tale of two rumbles almost. That was said on commentary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Brock dominated the first half and then you can reasonably say... Drew dominated the second half. Yeah. Once Brock went away, then we had the big pop. We had Edge. Edge come out. Now, with all those emotions back and forth, this was very emotional for a lot of folks there in the arena. There were people Pre- in my section crying. Yes. Yes. I almost did. I almost did too. Porsche was bawling her eyes out, you know. Um and of course, Jordan and Glenn are like what? <laughs> you know, it's like stupid kid.
3: <laughs> for as long as you've been alive, this guy's been injured. Okay, kid. You know. <laughs> but uh, it reminded me of uh, back in the day when I was married. Of uh, that episode of Raw where The Rock was announced as the guest host for Mania, and I'm like, I'm I'm shedding a tear. And I'm getting goosebumps, and the Iris, she's like. Isn't that the Tooth Fairy? I was like, <laughs> "Motherfucker, sit next to Dad. You gonna learn today. This is class." <laughs> and man, and, and we're like right up together. And then yeah. when the Rock said Cena sucks, and then she's like starting to tear up. Oh, I didn't really feel like that. <laughs> That's exactly what everyone in that audience was feeling that uh, on Sunday. Holy Dude. shit! Like there was a lot of. I'm gonna be a little honest here.
2: I was kind of hoping for neither Punk nor Edge. Now, we didn't get Punk rightfully so. You had your little diatribe about Punk, and I agree with you 100%. Um, But I kind of want to attribute a little bit of that towards Edge. I understand the reason for their departure are night and day completely different. Mm -hmm. Punk left because he wanted to leave because of Sour Grapes edge didn't want to leave he had to for his physicality and his well-being right so it makes sense that like you can heal the body but you can't necessarily heal the heart and heal the brain sometimes that's what punk has the injury punk has is an injury to his soul and i don't think he's ever going to get over it and i don't blame him okay but edge on the other hand edge was a physical thing so him coming back that is where all that emotionality comes into play where it's like he can complete what's in his soul, Mm -hmm. which is he wants to be there and compete. And you saw it on his face. Now, the angle that I had, and this is where I'm gonna be completely honest, the angle that I had, all I saw Was on the screen, it said Edge on the other big screen. It said
3: Edge, the smoke, and I saw the smoke and the fireworks. I never saw his face until I got home. WWE Network, WWE Facebook posted it, and that I, I, oh man, I never got
2: to see his face. But we were all feeling the same feeling he was feeling without knowing he felt it, yeah, you know, and it was. It was emotional, man. Seeing him come back in that way, very happy about it. And then, and then his performance—holy shit! His performance. Yes, he injured AJ. You could maybe attribute a little bit of that, of that to AJ injuring AJ, over rotating and not taking the bump flat. I think he just wanted to sell extra for Edge, which is understandable, but which is
3: something AJ normally does very well. Right. So that's this might just be like. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah it might it might just be one of those things like yeah. I'm not gonna, everybody has a
3: bad day for whatever reason yeah was
2: I'm not gonna be as harsh on that particular injury as mm-hmm. I was the the stuff at world's collide right one because it was just one thing and then two because it's kind of hard to tell whose fault it was right yeah. but um when you have somebody on script just like in the world's collide match that you had to get rid of and you had to flip the script It does one of two things. Either you get flustered and you start whiffing kicks and accidentally almost dropping folks and missing your DDT wheelbarrow spots. Or you become edge and you're the fucking ring general and you know what's going on and you just pick up where you left off. And you leave people in the arena not knowing that an injury happened. I didn't fucking know anything about that injury. Until I got home and it was on the internet and all that later that day. And I had to rewatch the Rumble to be like, oh, fuck, I see that. I had no idea at the arena right then and there. I thought what had happened with Edge going all the way to the very end and all this. I thought that was exactly 100% as planned.
3: Did the right man win the Rumble? Absolutely. fucking Defend yourself. Not even five minutes ago, you said that he didn't need to win the Rumble because he already eliminated Brock. You're right. So defend yourself. Look at them. Who else? (laughs) I'm so glad you said that. Who else would have been? I'm glad you said that.
2: Because it was not Brock and it was not Roman.
3: Thank you. WWE is starting to learn. They're going to learn. They know how to... Fuck with you, and they fucked with me. Don't think that you don't act like you've never seen this before because I'm gonna remind you who did Shinsuke Nakamura eliminate to win his Rumble?
2: Uh, I don't
3: remember. Roman. That. Oh, who did Randy Orton eliminate in San Antonio to win the Rumble? Roman. Roman. <laughs> who did fucking Drew McIntyre eliminate? Roman. Because you know the fans. Again, that sexual tension. You're gonna cut their dick off before you let them bust that nut until you see that Roman's both feet touch the floor. And we can breathe again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Out of that, that final
2: four, final five kerfuffle. Yeah. You know, final seven, if you want to even go that far. Out of all them. We know it's not going to be Joe. We know it's not going to be KO. We know it's not going to be Seth. Although, or Alistair, or Alistair, or, or it could be one of those three. But that would be weird and not make sense. But you have time between there and. I mean, God, it better not be Seth. And what remember, if it is Seth, and all re- oh, fuck Roman's
3: still in there. And remember the last couple of years. Just because you win that Royal Rumble does not mean you're ending the show. So you can't risk- can risk. You can't take a risk on KO so or Joe. Yeah. or rumor one on the on the Nets with the Z was even Alistair. Or could it be
2: Orton or Edge? What the hell? <laughs> can yeah. Edge actually win this? Yeah. I mean, we all know Orton can win this. Yeah. Oh fuck, Orton again in the main event. What's he gonna do? Gonna Bray Brock Orton versus? Oh fucking fuck! But it was like, but it's at least it's better than Roman, but only slightly better than Roman. <clears throat> like, it's eating dog food and not vomited dog <clears throat> food, but it's still gross. <clears throat> like, who the fuck else? <clears throat> um, Orton versus Cole. I mean, maybe. That's another thing that went through people's minds, well, or at least my mind. Could it be somebody challenging for the NXT title?
3: A lot of We're stuff in, that I didn't mean, make what? the air last week was me pushing the fact that somebody's winning a Rumble and challenging for an NXT title. Very possible. Um, and the story's already there with Keith Lee and Undisputed Era, but you want to put the shine on NXT, I wouldn't have minded Orton over there or yeah. if if you told the story right, because I said this before, that there's things I didn't like, and then come WrestleMania, they they turned it around on me. You can live, you can easily remember Roman be Cancer. We're not supposed to put this guy. Right. And technically, I don't say this often. I loved the street fight with Roman. He was winning some equity with he was winning some equity. So if you're gonna tell me Roman, NXT alum is gonna go to NXT and be like, I'm the gatekeeper. You don't go there unless you go through me. You're Roman Possibly. versus somebody at I you could have won me around. So it was this or, rumble, there were a lot of believable candidates in that last four, five, six, yeah. seven. You could you have time. And
2: I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said about that street fight with Roman. Roman with the Usos? Bloodline? A Blood little, bit, little bit more bearable. Bloodline? A little bit more I'll bearable. Run, I'll run with that. I'll run with, I'll run with that being a faction. Yeah. Let him do the faction thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be challenging for a title, but it makes sense. You know? Roman may even be getting a bit of a rub off of the Usos? <laughs> the fuck? All you got to do now is, which you've already done it before, acknowledge that Naomi is a part of that family. And now you have a faction that's more than just three dudes. It's like four people. One woman's in a different division because it's a woman. Okay, you you might have some stuff here that might be a little bit more interesting that makes Roman more palatable. palatable, And one day, maybe he doesn't go the way of Cena where everybody hates him. Maybe at some point he goes the way of (gasps) The Rock. Where people hated him, but then they loved, wound up loving him.
3: What if we were to um, out impact Impact and have so? a eight person tag at Mania with Seth and his congregation against Life uh, Bloodline? Roman, Usos, Naomi. I would just. That ain't gonna happen, but I'd like it if it did. But that that AOP happen. against Bloodline, six man tag. I mean, that. You can build. Yeah. You can, yeah, that's, oh.
2: I mean, that. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> We're jumping way too far yeah. in
2: fantasy. We're going, what, what, an
3: hour and 13
2: minutes in? Yeah. We need to you know, well, yeah. cut out some of the fluffy fantasy stuff. But
3: I think, for booking's sake, I think it doesn't hurt at all to give the extra rub that, that not only Drew eliminated Brock, he won the fucker. He got a sample. You're right. He got. You're he, right. He, he, he got the appetizer. Now he wants like the the, the four course meal. Yeah, He's okay. Ready. Exactly. Because again, now twenty twenty
2: vision. Right. Pun not intended. Um, <laughs> Barbara Walters. You down? Yes. If it was like how I was thinking it was gonna be the first time, you know, because I, I walked everybody through my mindset of who's winning, right? If it was like how I thought it was gonna be the first time, the person that eliminates Brock fights Brock, that may not be enough. Mm-hmm. Because the way I mean, let's be honest here. It's not like they were been building Drew for months and months and months. They they haven't been. He kind of showed up. Testing the waters they've with been,
3: the countdown. They've been sprinkling stuff. He was a talking heel on the prom, you know, his like, promo stuff. You know, yeah. I'm the most attractive Scottish you'd ever seen, which makes Scott the Scott from Scott very uncomfortable. Right, but that's just him. I mean, it's it's they've been throwing a lot of stuff at that at that wall,
2: but the pasta's still in the pot boiling. If you had just only have him eliminate Brock and then. Oh, okay, Brock versus... That would still be kind of like, great, another Brock match. Who's he going to squash? Oh, some dude who eliminated him. That's it. But not only did he eliminate him, he also dominated the rest of the field and won the fucker. That's two. I was wrong.
3: And then three? And then three? What's three? He went on Raw and he
2: challenged Brock.
3: Brock. Yeah, He's beating Lesnar and and Brock to the punch and Heyman. Yeah. he wants some.
2: So now with the lack of build over the last you know few months or so, he's made, he's made he's with made- just that one match. So yes, you needed to book him that strongly to be somebody that could go up against Brock. Now, am I convinced that he's gonna win? Hell no. I don't know. I I right now I am not convinced that he's winning. I am still convinced that the only person that could probably beat Brock as of right now would be the
3: Brolin. fiend. <laughs> what remember whose show this is mine (laughs) wwe oh it's vince's show yeah and we're just making feet building it up to be roman food okay and i mentioned it earlier roman doesn't need the rumble win to challenge bray we got two we got three months of storyline to factor that in to where we get there and even then i'm not going to talk too much more about it but Drew versus Brock has the first official match for Mania. I'm in. Okay, I'm ready. Are, are we ready to wrap up the men's Rumble match talk? By saying that that's my third match as contender for Match of the Week.
2: Now, we've talked about this before. We usually, historically, as Houston Wrestling Radio, don't count Rumble matches for Match of the Weeks or Match of the Years
3: mm-hmm. because they're just a completely different animal from regular matches. Mm-hmm. Blake McCormick's Match of the Week is the Men's Rumble. Jeff Milheim's Match of the Week is the Men's Rumble. Um, So out of some of the votes, we've had about five votes, about two-thirds of them or four- Two-fifths? Two-fifths of them is the Men's Rumble. (laughs) Robert Medlin, Undisputed Era against Imperium. Um, Jeremy Clinton, DIY versus Mustache Mountain. And Elias also jumped on that Mustache Mountain DIY bandwagon. Okay.
2: Wow! No, no love for the four way. Mm-hmm. Wow! I guess I'm I'm the only one
3: preaching the preaching the four way, huh? huh? okay. Yeah, I think All I'm. Right. I think I'm leaning towards. If I have to pick, it would have to be Mustache Mountain against DIY. But in the Rumble's defense, I saw it live, and then I saw it twice after the fact, on the network with commentary. Bro. By the way, Matt Riddle. Bro, it does not feel like an hour. That thing goes, dude. It, it That hour 15 minutes. Well, that first half is just agonizing, depending on your, uh, no, depending on your, on your perspective. You yeah, yeah, depending on how you ask. It wasn't agonizing for me. I was Michael Jackson with the popcorn. <laughs> I was enjoying it. Um, but now that we've talked about the Men's Royal Rumble,
2: can 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 I – I don't know what you have planned, but what I want to talk about next is the Women's Royal Rumble. Is that where you were going to go?
3: I, I love to be hated on this show. Aside from – is that a 10 or an 11? For me, the women's at about nine or nine and a half. Cool. That Women's Rumble was easily the best Women's Rumble they've had so far. That was a great story. I agree. Bianca Belair is the EST. She is. Woo! Everything we wow. said about Keith Lee in the men's rumble, insert fucking, take him out, put in put in. Uh, Bianca Belair. She's over. We're over. Chris, shut up for a second. Go. <laughs> I'm
2: going to get another water go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I, I, I want to point out some parallels between the two rumble matches. So we already established that the men's Rumble match was a tale of two Rumbles, right? So was the women's. Let me explain. Bianca Belair dominated the first half of that match. The person who eliminated Bianca Belair in the middle, around the teens, 17 to be exact, Charlotte. Charlotte was the one to dominate the second half of that match. Who won? Charlotte, mm-hmm. same like Brock and Drew, right? Mm-hmm. We had a big return, Edge. That big return lasted and went the distance all the way to the end, and you thought, holy shit, there's a chance. We had a big return. Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Beth Phoenix went the distance, lasted all the way to the end. Holy shit, she has a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's parallels mm-hmm. there. Yeah, they're parallels. The only... uh, There there may be a few more kind of peppered in there, but it's weird. Like, this men's Rumble match was really good, but so was the women's. And we watched the women's first because we watched it live. But it wasn't until I started watching after the fact that I realized there's some parallels. Also, Final Four. The Final Four was returning veteran, and a veteran who's been around for a while, who have been known to team up, going up against the person that's probably going to win, and the person that is kind of an up and comer, new person that you want to win, right? Team rated RKO, Drew Roman, Divas of Doom, Divas of Doom, Shayna, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So who won the men's? Drew. Drew, the up and comer that you weren't expecting. Who you? Okay, you kind of want. Who won the women's? Not the up and comer you were expecting. Whoa, whoa. The other one, the Roman with boobs. Right, right. The Roman with boobs. Right. Yeah. But the the tag <laughs> team. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> what happened with the tag team? One turned on the other. What happened in the women's? One turned on the yeah. other. Right. Yeah. Right. There's some fucking parallels there. Shot of whiskey. So I just wanted to kind of point that out. Were they both that good because they were booked with the same fucking formula and we were too dopey to notice it? Or did they stumble upon the formula? Because I don't remember the formula. formula. Am I wrong? Have they used this formula before? This isn't. Oh, oh, another parallel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Another parallel. The person that dominated in the first half, Brock and Bianca, both set records. Bianca set a record for the most eliminations that a woman's ever done. Mm -hmm. Brock set a record for the most eliminations consecutively in a row. Mm -hmm.
3: Sorry. This isn't a tale of two cities. It's two different directions. It's two different paths in the same city. Because this wasn't um, Bianca Belair being unstoppable. She had more than one person at a time, and there was a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm. You know, there were a lot of, again, there's not a lot of women in the in the main roster so you have to supplement that with a lot of people that we weren't prepared for. So when I saw Dakota Kai, yeah. Tegan Knox, uh Zaya Lee, um Mia Yim, uh Candice LeRae, I was like I, I I damn near stood up for every NXT girl that came out because Same. I wasn't expect cuz I wasn't expecting it, you know, and a lot of them was their first Royal Rumble and it and they a lot of them did well. Um but, again, the common thread was Bianca was holding it together. Uh, Bianca and Alexa. Again, the what ifs. Bianca, Alexa, right off the bat. Give me more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I shit. loved
2: their chemistry together. Yeah. How they were both faces. They were respecting each other. But, damn it, I got to whoop that ass. And Bianca then- and Nikki
3: Cross, we saw yeah. that in NXT. Give me more. Um, later on towards the end, who the fuck does not want to see Charlotte versus Shayna? yes yes <laughs> yeah um and it, it was it was good it was cohesive i mean i'm we can't go on about how the how the fucking men's was but i mean bianca belair stood her ground to nxt took over again charlotte won it um the blueprint again it's it's the same building, except for example, the, the kitchens over there and the bathrooms over there. And the living space—it's it's different, but the layout's the same. The square footage is the same. Yeah, and it's a house. There was, know, and the mattress are fucking again. For all the flaws about people complaining about the niche you could pick in the men's, honestly, I don't see a flaw in the women's ranch.
2: There was seven women announced, twenty-three unknowns in mm. the women. There was twenty-seven men announced. Uh, men announced three
3: unknowns, and now, two in the last minute that we didn't know weren't going to be in it. Right.
2: So that yeah. you know, so that added to, to the mystery. Mm-hmm. You had your comedy spot in both—the one with uh uh Shelton Benjamin. Then you had the comedy spot with uh Santina Morella, Right. It was a comedy spot. It I loved it. Yeah. Not everybody did. Not everybody <laughs> did, but you know who did love it. My feminist wife, Randy, she loved it because she said that it was done the way it should have been done. He got intimidated by the women and eliminated himself, jumped over, right? It wasn't like, um. oh, what was the guy's name that helped Carmela win the- Ellsworth. Yeah, it wasn't Ellsworth. You know, oh, we got to get a man to help you. No, no. Nope. It was like, okay. I mean, it, was, it was also a nice redemption for the shit that happened 10 years ago as well with Santina. And Santina being- Miss WrestleMania eliminating Beth Phoenix. You know, yeah. like that was it was done well. It's done well. I was I was very excited. I didn't know who was going to win. Um that's where the, this is where it falls short of the mens, right? The men's the intrigue, the story with uh who actually won and how and this and that. Because with Charlotte, it was like, well, okay, Charlotte wins again. Mm-hmm. I don't really in the moment there at, at Minute Maid. I don't really give a shit who she fights. I don't care if she fights Becky. I don't care if she fights Asuka. I don't care if she fights Bailey. Fuck. Throw a mattress bullshit. in there
3: and fight Andrade. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe I would care about that.
2: <laughs> but I've softened my opinion a little on that today. Okay. Because I saw a
3: rumor. News with the Z. Hold on. Oh. Okay. Before we close the chapter on the women's match okay i gave a suggestion on a knit that i would have wanted to pick please with walter i'm gonna do the same thing with the women that i think would have helped the women i would have loved to seen tegan knox uh i mean dakota kai go in there first eliminate one or two prove that you're not just there to bake you're, you're there to business you're there to work you can handle it next person obviously tegan knox they both start going at it in the in the middle of the ring. Okay. You see one of the girls from the corner try to separate them and get some. Tegan Knox pushes that girl down. She turns right back around and goes back to Dakota some more. Somebody tries to grab Dakota by the hair. Dakota knocks him down, but then she turns right back around and goes right back at Tegan Knox. Again, parallels like Drew and Brock. Okay. Keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah, both of them literally eliminate each other because they are only looking at each other. Okay, horse viewing. They don't see anything else around them except the person in front of them. To the point that, and again, not to not to not to be derogatory to the rest of the women that are in the match at the time. But get about 30 or 45 seconds of both the girls brawling in the empty seats. Like, see them do their own false count anywhere. This is how serious this is to them. Oh, I need to see a takeover because if they can do this to each other in this environment, they're going to kill the fuck out of each other at takeover. I need to see that. Now that's, I would have wanted more of a showcase of those two. That spot happened less intensely
2: between Liv and Lana. Mm-hmm.
3: And, And in hindsight, that's probably why they wanted to save that for them. Yeah. Which worked for them. Yeah. But come on now you're losing the ratings war on Wednesdays. You need something to hook a casual audience again. It took a casual audience a long time to figure out that Ross, three hours now. (laughs) It took the audience a long time to figure out they're no longer on USA. They're on TNN. And then it took them just as long to find out they're not on TNN. They're back on USA. It took an audience a long time to figure out that they went from Friday Night Smackdown to Thursday Night Smackdown to Thursday Night Smackdown, but we're taping it on a Tuesday to Friday, but we're still taping it on a Tuesday to Friday, but it's actually Friday. So you need to <laughs> hammer these stupid fucking morons as hard as you can, as often as you can, that you have a third fucking brand and that needs some love too. Thick thighs save lives. You need to give the, gig, the big girl some love. NXT needs the attention. You need to focus some of that stuff on NXT. Just like Keith Lee got the shine. Just like Matt Riddle got the shine. On the, on the men's yeah. rumble, you needed something for the women. Other Again, Bianca got it, but there's more people. You know, I'm, there's more than one person that got it on NXT for the men's. You needed at least one more on the women's, and that's that spot of those two. You know, just beating the hell out of each other. Okay. Other than that, um, that women's match was fun
2: as shit. I wanna, I wanna highlight two things from the women's match. One, that shit with Mandy and and Otis and Sonya was amazing. My heart, I loved it. That was the best way for that to happen. Fall on top of him, (laughs) stood up on him, pointed, gave the little googly eyes, got
3: back in. Did you read the Twitter machine? No. Otis is like, "I'll always be there to catch you, my little peach." Oh, oh! And then he caught her a second time because you you know Otis. You know know what he's doing. Yeah, he wants those two hams under Mandy's shirt. (laughs) Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then Sonya fucks it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, until the third wheel is like, hey, who's paying for my drinks? Blah. Yeah, And they're all good. Yeah.
2: And then Sonya fucked it up and like landed on both of them. That was funny. That Dude, was good. Yeah. What's your other point? My other point was I liked – this is going to sound kind of stupid because, like, yeah, well, duh. I liked the non-elimination by Naomi. This year more so – than any of the other non-eliminations that I've seen, either by Benjamin or Kofi or even Naomi. Here's why. Mm. The way she struggled and thought about what she was going to do, how she was going to do it to get back into the ring. Almost like she was also going to take a breather. Also like she was still reacting to the shit with Santino. You know, like, it seemed a little bit more organic and less cheesy hokey than what we've seen escalating for the last 10 years between Benjamin Kofi and, and her, you know, like this one. Okay. She fucking did the, what's that called in parkour? Is that, um, a, a Kong? Yeah, that's a Kong move. Know. Yeah. That's a parkour. The Kong move. On Do the I thing. look like I parkour. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Which, okay, here we go. It's going to be cheesy, but she struggled. But, she pulled herself up. Yep. She shimmyed along, Oh Papa, she shimmyed along, and then she got up on the quack uh, quack. Hey, hi. <laughs> she got up on the on the announcer tables, and it's like, "All right, idiot, how are you gonna get back?" And then you saw her like, "How are you gonna do I, it that no one else has already done can, it?" Can I make this? Uh, let, me, let me walk this other way. Can I make it here? No, oh, fuck. Okay, uh, and she like. All right, well, let me take a breather and figure this out. You know, and it's like, oh, duh, to make a bridge. Like, it was just so, like, stupid, simple, easy. You didn't have to do, like, a fucking cartwheel, jump on one leg, and then get back in there. Like, it's just, okay, let me put a bridge. That was it. It was simple. I liked it.
3: I liked it a lot. You reminded me of one thing that happened in the women's match. Okay. I think there was a moment where um, somebody was hiding or something. I forget who it was. Um uh, it wasn't obvious and it wasn't overly done, but I'm hoping that they make some kind of rule in the future so that there isn't that. Oh man, I thought she was eliminated. Oh, it man, was Charlotte. Was... Yeah, Charlotte went there, through, there, through there, the middle rope. There has to be some kind of twenty count to where are you hurt? Do you need to leave? Or you gonna, you gonna? You gonna? You want to go home? Or you want to keep playing? You want to go home? Or if you gonna play, well, vámonos. Métete. No Hola. We got an hour. Man. Because okay. I'm, 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 oh, I'm every, it's every fucking Royal Rumble, every fucking Battle Royal, somebody, somebody got to pitch a tent and camp while there's fucking a fucking Rumble going on. <laughs> nah, we need to cut that shit out. Okay. That's the only thing I have. Okay. So that's it for the women.
2: Yeah. Now, with with Charlotte, she, she was, you know, obviously taking a break or whatever, but uh, storyline wise, she, Thrown out through the middle, and was the Naomi selling. made
3: sense because you can yeah. literally see she's yeah. actually doing something. She's the actually, gears were turning. She's investing. She's investing in the story. She's continuing. She's giving me something to invest in. Yeah, somebody just hiding under there. That's, that's well. Nothing. See, Charlotte it's wasn't cheap.
2: just hiding. She was dead on the yeah. outside until Shayna showed up and killed her more. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's who it was. It yeah. was Charlotte. You know, but, but we didn't have the excessive. Oh my
3: god, I'm just gonna hide. You know, better women's title match. Becky Oscar hands down rather than saying things that I've already said before I'm gonna just notate that uh, the Bailey heel thing's not working no something in that story is not working for me she's just too generic now she's just some bitch. <laughs> that's what, like, your feminist life is not gonna like that
2: well what I'm what I don't mean it as like the derogatory term for a woman I mean it as. The the term that women use to each other When they're calling each other assholes Like she's just some asshole You know just like a heel who's mean And Me you know like that's it She doesn't have any persona She don't have any character to it Um, I wish maybe she played up The angsty teenager part of it More because she went from being like A bubbly preteen Now she needs to be an angsty teenager She's not an angsty teenager She's just some bitch (laughs) <laughs> that's it, you know. So like, it's not working for me, man. The generic ass butt rock music, the generic <laughs> ass butt rock logo, and the Karen Can't boo
3: that gen- that not generic but
2: Well, yeah, I mean she still has some notness, but you know it, it's it's. That's I it.
3: Put a picnic on the knee.
2: I, and Lacey, uh, okay, cool. I mean, I I guess. I don't know. that
3: Lacey's not tickling my here's beef, the, pickle. He, here's the issue with Lacey. They should have done this from the beginning. She should have been a face from the beginning. In NXT, she was a face. Not come out for three months and not do anything. Yeah. And even then, the face stuff, she she needed a couple of heels to camera that gimmick over as her actually being a face. Mm-hmm. Her being a Marine. Hell, actually Man. televising this year's tribute to the troops and seeing the reaction Lacey could have got. You know, have her in actual fucking fatigues with
2: other with other Marines and stuff, yeah. like hanging out, being a real human. It
3: feels like this is too it's too soon for Lacey. I'm not saying I don't want Lacey on my television. She's an attractive woman, she's a mom, girl power. She has a gimmick, she has a character, she has a finishing move, she has she's a weird way to say it. She's a five-tool player, okay. But she's just like in fucking AAA right now, because you're not giving her enough time. You're expecting a AAA person to just like knock out home runs against fucking Garrett Cole and shit. Yeah, nah, you need to go through the process. Yeah. And I don't think Lazy's gotten through the process yet. And if they continue trying, trying and failing. It's gonna be like yeah. Braun, where it's like, "Oh, you missed the boat already on Braun." Feel and it, there's
2: yeah. there's a big there's a big disconnect with me over the fact, and I, I think I think you kind of really put put it on there. The disconnect with me is that I don't believe that she's this shining paragon of virtue. Yes. because for the longest time she wasn't. She was a heel. Oh, you nasties! Like she, she had, she had a catchphrase. Her catchphrase yeah. was because
3: she was an asshole, and she wasn't even a she heel not long a... enough for us to like it. Yeah, to become the face. Yeah,
2: and now she doesn't have a catchphrase because the
3: catchphrase is derogatory. You know, no, she used the negative. She used the dirt. She uses nasties as Charlotte as, as Sasha and Does she? she does. Oh, okay. But again, it's it, and it's when too she would soon. go up to the
2: audience like that whenever they went to go. Gra- she pulls away, and now, now she goes like that and the kiss. Oh, well, here have my towel, my handkerchief. Yeah. Like, okay, if she had been doing that from the jump, because this she'd be over by now. Like right now, I'm expecting her to do that, do that, and then be like, "Never mind, you ugly bitch," and like walk away. <laughs> you
3: know, like like I'm expecting that Randy
2: Orton heel turn because like I'm not right now, it. is
3: as a heel, Garza's kissing the first cute girl at ringside, and, and you're and you're running with it. Yeah, you know, and this you don't know. It's just like I, I'm too leery because yeah. it's like. She's already in Big Show territory. You're like flipping and flopping so quick. I don't know who are you. Too soon. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, hopefully...
2: Yeah, you should have just had her face from the get-go. Yeah. Okay. Fiend's gonna fiend. Fiend's gonna fiend. It was a good match. You know what? Both of the women's matches were good. They were solid. I thought they were gonna be dog shit. They weren't dog shit. They were good enough. Um, Same with the... uh, well, I didn't think Fiend's match was going to be dog shit. I thought you Fiend were worried. And was,
3: you, you were worried Fiend and Debray was going to be red dog shit, right? <laughs> which it wasn't.
2: It wasn't. It was in in you know regular lighting, yeah. which was good. Uh, the entrance, seeing that live, it was awesome. Um, and the match was good. It, I mean,
3: it's Bray and Debray. <laughs> You know? They're competing like, for match of the year from fucking candidate from four years ago. Right. Five years ago. Yeah. So we know they can deliver. And they did deliver.
2: And the, the story with the strap, I don't think hindered it. Uh, But I think it made it not be an instant classic. You know? Yeah. Uh, But it was still really good. The fucking welts already building up on Bry. I can't wait to see yeah. him on
3: Friday. Those welts are going to be yeah. obvious. Yeah. It's going to be like
2: you're playing tic-tac-toe on that dude's back. And the stuff with fiend where he's just invincible, I'm digging it and and like it's different than when Cena and Hogan and Roman were invincible, right? like for them, there was no reason why they were, but with Bray, we have a reason why he's invincible It's because he's local, you know
3: he's he's our, he's our mankind. yes, and he's this generation's mankind, and even mankind wasn't this invincible. Right? Unless it was against the Undertaker.
2: (laughs) Right. But you could knock him out. You could give him a concussion. Right? Yeah. You could have him knock out. He won't give up. But You could knock him out. But Fiend, you can't knock him out. (laughs) I don't know why. But, like, his brain is just so fucked up that, like, you just can't beat him because of what's up here. Not necessarily what's down here. What's up here in the head.
3: You know? It's interesting. So it's official, the road to WrestleMania. Drew versus Brock. Yep. Question. Yes. Do we get Edge versus Orton at Mania or do we get it in Saudi?
2: Are you asking me what's going to happen or are you asking me what I want to happen? What do you want to happen? Fuck it. Do it in Saudi. I want to see Edge versus somebody new. Some dream match that we haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it won't be most likely with AJ because mm-hmm. AJ will probably be, he injured. Won't be ready. Yeah, he probably won't be ready. Uh, but give me Edge versus, fuck, I don't know. Alistair, Edge versus, fuck, Roman. Why not Roman? Edge versus whoever the fuck else. Seth, Edge versus
3: KO, Edge versus Joe, Edge versus. You have the story. You have... Edge versus Debride. Yeah, I've got that already we have the story where Seth almost killed Christian with it, with the concerto and Edge gave in to the authority. You call that back and do Edge versus Seth. Yeah. Especially now that Seth has the AOP and Buddy. Yeah. That'll be the fourth to back up Alistair, Joe, and KO. However, after Monday, that's your co-main event of WrestleMania. You think so? Yeah. Not your main event of Saudi. Because
2: remember, all the Saudi shows try to be WrestleMania event quality, right? Yeah, but no. No. I could see the Saudis have been requesting that. Hopefully
3: Vince is smart enough that that he needs that on on his American show. Okay. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Those those uh, rupees
2: are uh, sometimes a little bit shinier than the greenbacks. (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: true. Um. I have it I have it being before the main event, the last match of the night. Second I have that second to last match of the night. Edge, man. He had everybody in the palm of his hand. He did. And then Orton. Man, I don't wanna I don't want to be an asshole towards Orton because I don't know the guy. But it comes across when he's motivated, when he has someone that, that he can really sink his teeth into. Mm-hmm. Second to none, dude. He
2: he doesn't phone it in. I I feel I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down, dude. Here. Sometimes he
3: phones it in. The react <laughs> for an example. The reaction on his face after he RKO's Nia Jackson last year's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That's the look you're supposed to have. Like, I didn't know we had to do go this far for a woman for that woman who's not like most women. Okay. Orton like hesitating. If you were, if you go back and hear that segment, Orton, before he did the concerto, he either whispers or audibly says, I don't know if I can do this. Mm. And then he still hit the motherfucker with it. Yeah. He teased going on the top turnbuckle mm-hmm. and then he thought about it and, uh, and then he left. Yeah. And then he came back. Like, oh my God. That <sighs> the internal struggle. It's, of what was going on with Orton and in his mind was interesting. It's not on the same level, but I compare it to the drop ball of having Jericho and KO be the second match when storyline that might've been one of the most storyline driven matches, the storyline feuds that was on television that had to have been towards the end of the show because you had emotional stake. This is Times a hundred. You and I were at the juice box. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't remember because it's been a long time. I was in the fucking Astrodome. I saw that guy in the fucking Astrodome. I saw eighteen years ago. Eighteen years ago. Yeah, that's Fogo de Chow steak. Like that's how much stake is in this. You cannot have this in anywhere near the first hour of WrestleMania. You cannot have this in front of an audience that literally booed when they showed the Super Showdown footage that it was that they were going back to Saudi at the Juice Box. Everyone in that audience booed when they showed they were going back to Saudi. Imagine the backlash they're going to get if Edge versus Orton main events a show that's not in there, that's not in the United States. That has to be second to last. Depending how this goes, fuck it, main event WrestleMania with that. Fuck. How many people cry at a return? Not nah. Bry? Did you did you see the girls on, on in San Antonio? The crowd reactions yeah. to all the shit Orton was doing. Yeah. Huh?
0: Yeah. That's your
3: hooked. that's your hardcore wrestling crowd, that's your casual wrestling crowd, that's your total Divas crowd. That got everybody. Everybody? Everybody. Not everybody. Who's who's missing? The kids.
2: Gwen and Jordan both like, "Who's that?" They have zero fucks to give. He's been gone for 9 years. Gwen and Jordan are both 10. I well, I think one just turned 11. 10 and 11. They have no idea who the fuck. No idea. Even go as far up as like 15, they're not going to know.
3: They, You know how
2: important kids are to, they to, to know, Vince.
3: They know Orton enough that if okay. he does something bad, they're going to boo Orton. Okay. They don't need a completely cheer edge. They need to fucking boo Orton. Okay. And the shit that Orton was doing, he was getting booed by all the ages. Okay. All the sexes, all the races, all the all. He had everybody. Okay. So, I'm I, if not the main event, definitely co-main event of WrestleMania in Tampa. But the $64,000 question, what about that Charlotte fella? You, you stopped me before I could get
2: there. News with a Z. Going back to how it's shaded The 2020 vision is shading the way I feel about the Women's World Rumble. Before you say
3: news with a Z. What did I tell you last week, I don't know what. I'm that me a lot of things. Somebody has to challenge, challenge for, for the
2: NXT and NXT title. Continue. News with the Z says that Charlotte is slated to be in Orlando tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. NXT why? territory. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, well, we don't know why. But what the news with the Z is speculating, she's going to challenge challenge for the NXT title. Challenge Rhea Ripley. She has been kind of going on saying, you know, she's done everything, she's beat everybody. The one monkey wrench in that is that her promo after she said this is my division. So she didn't say, like, if you say if you're on the main roster, you say this is my division, you're not referencing NXT. So that's the one thing that casts a little bit of doubt on that there. Uh, but if she showed up at full sale. And if she said, I'm challenging that new girl, then, ooh, that'd be interesting. Do you think you could turn into a three-way with Shayna?
3: I love the idea of Charlotte going for the NXT title. Okay, I hate, if it happens, that we're talking about it the Wednesday after the Royal Rumble. You still have, technically, you can't go to Super Showdown because you have a vagina. You have Elimination Chamber. You can still have, and you have TakeOver Portland. So if she said on the telly, I'm not ready, I need more time. We don't need to hear this until March. We're still in January. Okay. Okay. March. Because as much as we wanted Rio Ripley in the Rumble, which we didn't get, thank God we didn't get it. And as cool as Charlotte versus Rhea would be. What if Bailey were to lose the women's title in an elimination chamber match to Shayna? Oh, fuck. Or because we got I'm not trying to be a fanboy, that's what they showed me at the Rumble that Shayna and Charlotte faced off. That's true they had a
2: fierce little face. What on. they also
3: showed me in the Rumble is this cute little black girl with long ass hair like Indiana Jones whipping fools who well, couldn't
2: whip anybody but
3: who could possibly beat Rhea for the title at Takeover? And what if we get a continuation of what we saw in the Rumble with Charlotte versus Bianca mm, at Mania? The person that So eliminated- I don't want to hear Charlotte until March. Otherwise you're already starting on the wrong foot. I understand if I'm writing the WWE checks that I'm sick of losing the, the the Wednesday night war against AEW, I need ammunition because we had this conversation before. We had this conversation at a fucking Chili's in Orlando after WrestleMania 24 when CM Punk, an ECW guy, Won the Money in the Bank, and we're wondering how is this going to help ECW? So this is exactly what they're trying to do: is to get ratings for their third brand. So I understand that from a business standpoint, but as a fan reading a story, I don't want to jump to the end. I still have all these pages that are blank. We need to get on this. So I don't. I, I like the idea. Any more time. Give it time. We already got one person bust his nut and says he wants, you know who he knows who he's fighting. So the other one needs to wait a while. Okay. So, but other than that, shit, Charlotte versus versus any of those girls, a new girl, and again, an NXT title match at WrestleMania. That's the most casualist of casual shows for even the most dumbest of person to be like, ooh, NXT. Okay, what is it on? What's NXT on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need I, need, I need some of that NXT. Mm. I see where they're going. But just don't calm down. Okay, yeah, okay. So and
2: and that. that would make sense for her as the character because she came out with all the assholery, saying, "I'm not telling you. Let do that for a month and a half. Why yep. not? Yeah. Yep. Then that asshole and." And that also gives her the advantage of knowing who has what belt after Portland, after Chamber. Now she can really cherry-pick who she wants. Mm-hmm. So you could say now, oh, I want to fight Becky. Uh, I, after honestly, after Chamber, Becky didn't have the title, and now you got to fight Brock Lesnar. Oh, I don't want to. Honest, can you honest, imagine Brock Lesnar as a women's champion? Santina <laughs> Moreau. Uh, I honestly don't want to see Charlotte versus Becky again.
3: I don't. I don't want to see Charlotte versus Bailey either. Retro or no, Charlotte versus Asuka? No, retroactively, I don't even see Bailey going to WrestleMania with the title. That's very possible. So I so throw me a monkey wrench and somebody take it off of her at Chamber. And it's the safest way to protect her and give Bailey the rematch after after Mania in some show or whatever. But so far for Mania, I'll assuming Drew Brock, Edge Orton, Charlotte versus someone from NXT, what are you thinking?
2: I'm thinking that there's a big glaring hole right now that I really want to be filled.
3: Which is what the fuck is the fiend gonna do? Oh, that's easy. Roman's winning some kind of match. He's a number one contender. Again, he doesn't you think so. Off. So oh, he's gonna time. move away from the the bloodline stuff and all that. I as of Sunday, I think his feud with Corbin is done. Uh, Corbin doesn't think so. Done. It's over. Corbin doesn't think so. Says what? Says him. Where he's cut a promo
2: on Raw. He was like, "Yeah, oh, he thinks that he does this and that." And I don't remember his fucking wording, but he addressed it. So he's he's still he still has beef. Oh, I remember what he said. He said, "Um, he had to have uh help to beat me," <laughs> like as if he didn't have help. That's to beat Super yeah. Showdown.
3: Oh, they'll okay. finish in Super Showdown. Okay, and then you have eliminate an Elimination Chamber for a number one contender, and Roman. The guy that survived the chamber, mm-hmm. who beat five other guys. Oh, by the way, who beat cancer. That's the guy that's gonna lose to the fiend at Mania. Again, you're building up this good equity with Roman. You had he had an awesome match at, at fucking at the the at Maid, you know? Give Bray the shine and have him win the first. If he never wins again, he had his mania moment. His character beat the unbeatable Roman Reigns. Which he lost to Cena. Yeah. Just, you can do it right. You, we're almost there. We're o- Okay. And then the rest <sighs> just fills <doesn't>. in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so far, 48 hours in, I'm, I'm looking at stuff up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you son of a bitch. What you need to
3: do is... Well, I did eBay for the, for the when I did it the last minute. So I might do eBay again, but I'm looking at stuff up. You don't have any problems getting tickets to the show. What you need to do
2: is what Foreman and Woman now, formerly Bacon. Mm-hmm. Four Woman did is just fucking book the right fucking plane to Orlando or wherever. Yeah. Because... So their honeymoon started at Rumble. Mm-hmm. Then they were going to get on a flight to go to Disney. That same flight happened to have almost half of the NXT roster with them, so you got to chill with uh, uh, Fish, O'Reilly, uh, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, uh, Candice LeRae, uh, uh, Riddle. Matt Riddle. Um, yeah, so they got to meet and chill with all these people on the fucking plane from Houston to Orlando. <laughs>
3: Uh, See, that's what it, you need to get it better took, at. It took, me a, <laughs> it took me a second to figure out that I um, I went to the Minute Maid early on Sunday to pick up my tickets and walking pat, I uh, walking around, um, I passed Jacob Fatu. Oh, cool! <laughs> He's there in sweats and, and shit, just walking around Minute Maid. Nice. Um, uh, unfortunately, I missed out. Apparently, fucking uh, Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, and a I little toy tank.
2: I missed it. <laughs> apparently there was only like 12 people that actually witnessed it but yeah
3: still it's funny yeah um man i'm i'm still obviously if you can't hear it i'm still i'm still on the come down yeah from that adrenaline rush i'm still basking in the glow dopamine glow alcohol whatever like i literally just took alcohol to try to finally dumb down whatever's left but god fuck that was an awesome weekend it was top to bottom. Really on good. par. NXT, both sides of NXT and WWE on the same level knocked it out of the park. They did. It's rare that it happens. They weren't even stealing signs. They stole mine. I had these cool ideas for fucking Keith Lee and me and him, and it took me like two and a half hours to make them. I took took my signs. Oh, well, 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 well. All Maybe right. Next
2: time. So... Provided that this actually recorded and that we're actually able to upload it and that everything works and you actually are listening to my voice right now, provided that that's the case, then we will attempt our year in review or excuse me, our decade in review episode again. So stay tuned to that. Also, what will be the following episode after that?
3: Tentatively,
2: (laughs) this entire thing is tentatively right now.
3: We have on the books uh a quick preview of uh new beginnings in japan there's a lot of stuff going on in new japan right now just a to, just a to, uh, quick little like cliff notes uh there's a new beginnings tour going on right now here in the united states marty scurl showed up at the event yes NWA i heard about this and from ring of honor and he challenged your favorite jay white no. to a match at super card of honor WrestleMania weekend, which there's a lot of stuff on the periphery of WrestleMania weekend. Again, that this year is compelling me to go. There always is um, Bloodsport three. Suzuki's already confirmed for that. That's on a Thursday. Uh, Super Card of Honor's got a lot of people. Nick Aldis is on that card also, among okay. other people. Fucking the return of Kenta into Ring of Honor. Nice. He'll be at Super Card of Honor. Nice. Of course, the big meal tickets obviously take over you know but at the same time if you have enough talent you can probably sell out that fucking that fucking ring of honor show the day before um uh impact uh tna homecoming is happening they've got some names that are signed up for that show um i'm waiting to see some matches but dude there's at least 30 different shows without wrestle without wwe or access there's at least 30 shows that are happening that week slash weekend that if you don't even want to go anywhere near wwe talent you'll still get enough you saw what so, i did the last time i did with new orleans fucking yeah. lucha underground and impact together then the next night ring of honor supercar with kenny omega and cody there's there's a lot I, man right now is a hell of a time to be a wrestling fan you don't yeah. need to complain about what you don't like just watch find something, something you, that you do, do. like
2: why waste all the energy?
3: That being said, I, I'm I'm
2: gonna make a proclamation that can change. But as of right now, something is different about 2020 than it has been in the recent years past. That after Royal Rumble this year, I'm excited for WrestleMania. Which that hasn't been the case. I know that there's been a lot of times where it's fucking The second week of March. And it's like, hey, you got that WrestleMania feeling yet? I'm like, no. No, I don't. I don't know if it's because, you know, we were there for Rumble or if it was just the fact that this Rumble was really fucking good. You know? Maybe it's a
3: combination of both. You got a good foundation to build on with this Rumble.
2: Which is something that you can't have said fucking
3: four years ago, two years ago, Uh, you know? This is this might have been top to bottom this might have been one of the best Royal Rumbles in the past at least 5 years. Yeah. And that's saying something with fan favorites like Nakamura winning, like AJ Oscar Styles winning, debuting. AJ Styles debuting which I was also there for. There's a and being in San Antonio mm-hmm. for 10, you know, there's yeah. a lot of moments in a lot of these past but in the last 5 years at least. Top to bottom, this has been the best Rumble.
2: Yeah, this this was really good. So, I'm I I kind of have that WrestleMania season feeling the fucking day or two after Rumble, which I don't remember that happening to me in a long time. I mean, long time, you know? So I'm pretty excited right now. Yeah. (laughs) That could change next week. Fucking, I don't know, Roman wins, and we're going to see Roman versus, you know, (laughs) fucking Drew. Drew gets – Beaten injured or some shit like that. Don't
3: put that on him. The fuck is wrong with you? Roman I, needs to get hurt. Roman needs to get hurt. No, now it's the not HIV. It's full blown AIDS. That, oh, it's a like, oh, oh, un, un
2: corona. <laughs> La, oh, the real, kung flu. Yeah, the kung flu. Un See. Si. <laughs> Anything else, brother? Ah, uh, I believe that's it. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy.